wanting to host your own scotch tasting but not sure where to start? Well, tonight's your night. Tonight we're gonna to talk about the do's and the don'ts of scotch tastings. We're gonna talk about some scotch in the news and uh, a game we like to play called What's in the Drain? What's up everybody? Welcome to Scotch for Dundies. Four guys on a scotch journey help you with your next scotch purchase. I'm Drew. I'm Mark. And Sean and Andrew are uh, absent tonight. And you can tell we're fumbling along because it's not, blah, 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 blah. not used to having only two of us. But good show tonight. We're going to talk about the uh, Dewar's Illegal Eli Smooth. Zach Andrews, thank you for the super chat, sir. He, he interrupted our intro he to the did. podcast, Scotch, uh, Zach, but thank you. I'll thank you very much. That. We're going to talk about how to set up a scotch tasting uh, or a tasting event. We're going to talk about some scotch in the news, and we're going to play a little game called What's in the Dram? Dun dun dun. Dun dun. What's in the Dram? So yeah, we got some, we got some fun. Thank you, Zach, for the, uh, for the super chat, by the way. So Doers Illegal Smooth, um, it is eight years, so it has got an age statement on it. Um, uh, it's got a nice screw cap. All fancy um, and stuff. But uh, what, what is interesting about this is it is a mezcal cask finish, uh, scotch, obviously a blend being doers, but the finish is what's different. And, and that's new. It was just made legal by the SWA last year. I think doers, they hopped on very early to, to check it out. I don't know if they planned it or what, but they came to market very quick. And based on the review that we did... I think they did a damn good job for getting it out. And the, the big kick here is only like 20, 24 bucks or something right. like that. Right. So if I were to guess, not being having talked to anywhere from doers like they would tell me anyway, I would say that there are blenders and distillers out there that are maturing and finishing in casks that aren't legal at the moment. I would agree with that. Um, and they're constantly lobbying SWA. Well, you really need to you know give us this, open this up to us. And so uh, they finally got talked into... Mezcal, or it, it wasn't Mezcal specifically, but their, their changed rules allowed Mezcal, and Doors was like, bottle that stuff, we've been waiting for eight years, <laughs> right? Well, what else is coming out, right? What's, what else are they trying to do? I mean, because this is the first one that I've ever seen on the shelf yet, um, but I'll tell you right now, I'm just have a quick whiff, it's there. I'm like, you're talking about tequila, it's there on the nose. Okay, Not kill, so it doesn't kill you, see. but it's definitely there. Oh gosh, yeah, it's definitely there. But you still get the subtleties of the scotch as well. And the caramel. Now, this is still, what, 40 ABV, I think? Or is it 43? It's 40, right? Yeah, there's something just different on there. I wouldn't say it's giving me a mezcal note or a tequila note, per That's se. 40. But there's something definitely different on the nose. Very perfumey. And I don't mean that, like, from a floral perspective, like I'm... Um, God, it's like the tequila and the scotch are fighting each other a little it, bit, creating a perfume. It reminds me of like my my grandmother's perfume, and I mean she's been long gone for a long time. So <laughs> yeah, but we need to let this air out just a little bit, I think, and I think some of that scotch will yeah. start pushing through there. You said forty percent ABV. That's right. So when we went around the horn on the review, uh, I didn't even look at our, our comments from the review this this week. Uh, we did talk a little bit with some of the guys in the pre-show about it, and it did score two five all the way around. Um, but I do believe, and Tom called it out, that some of that credit was because of the fact of what they 
set out to do and the fact that I think they were successful in it. Now, you know, is it going to win some whiskey award, some scotch award? I, I, I don't think so. I, at least. I, I mean, that's a tough question to ask to, to really answer because, I mean, it's it, it's not a, like a, a, an amazing scotch to begin with. But but if you're going for something different, Ooh, there it if is. you're going on a, a very affordable something different, and you're going on something different that's like, okay, you said you're going to put tequila in it. They, they, they got tequila going on in here for sure. So they did, they delivered it all three. So one of the comments that I remember seeing come across the notifications on my phone, though, said something to the effect of, all tequila is mezcal, but not all mezcal is tequila. Hmm. I don't know if there's truth to that or not. Somebody in the chat um, educate me a little bit more on tequila. I mean, I've been to Mexico a few times, and sampled plenty of tequilas and mezcals, but I couldn't tell you. So that's, so again, remembering what the review was, upfront honey, um, typical scotch flavors you're gonna get, right? The honey, the caramel, subtle, not, not super overpowering. A bit of sweetness from probably the scotch and a little bit of tequila, but tequila wasn't really pronounced in the front to the middle, but that palate finish, that's, that's that tequila. It's right it's, there. It's from that mid finish, too. mid finish to mid palate to, to finish. I mean, literally halfway through the palate, I, it starts turning to that, and I get that aftertaste. It's very interesting. It's not off putting. It's it's if you don't like tequila at all, it could be. But I, I like some tequila. I'm not a big, you know, old school shot tequila person anymore. But I can see where this is hinting towards that. That's a tad. But it's not off-putting enough where it's the blend of the scotch with the tequila, I think, is done right. I don't think it marries as well as other things. I mean, obviously, sherry marries well with scotch. Rum. I mean, rum does a pretty fine job. Uh, but it's there. It's pronounced. I think it's a fun glass, and I think I said this in the review, you guys. I think it's a fun bottle because you're going to spend 20 bucks, 25 bucks, somewhere in that... And you're going to have fun with it. Even if you don't care for it, you're like, what the hell? Uh, it's still interesting. And for that price, at the end of the day, let's say you buy it and you don't like it, um, mix with it. You know what I mean? Put it in a mixer and that, that, that you want a little bit of that tequila flavoring in I, at the yeah, end. Yeah, anyway. I wonder what you would make with this, though. Right? I mean, because I think Andrew mentioned an old-fashioned. I could not no, imagine no. making an old-fashioned no, with this no. at all. But something, something like you said, with a little tequila hint. I mean, I wouldn't do like a. I mean, I guess you could use a margarita, maybe, perhaps. But I think it'd probably be weird. Maybe unless it's going to be like a really dirty one or something. I, I don't know. I gotta be honest but, with you. Second, second drink, guys. It's even more pronounced. It's just getting stronger and stronger on that flavor. You know what's funny is the pre-show we had with Tom. He he was definitely not too happy with this review, with the score at the all. The score, and he I made a comment a minute ago. He wants to know what we're going to pair with it, and he was curious if it was going to be Taco Bell or not. <laughs> the Redfish are running right now. Just can't get off work to go catch. Thanks, Trooper Henry. Uh, nice. Thanks, buddy. That hurts. But Tom, actually, I think you'd be surprised about so, what you're getting out of this. Eric corrected the comment that I made. Okay, so. It's the other way around. Mezcal is a subcategory of tequila. There you go. I, I take his word over mine because, like I said, I don't know. I just remember seeing it come through the notification on my phone and reading it real quick. Um, what food pairing would you pick for... That's why I was yeah, Okay, about yeah. Ha-ha, Tom. <laughs> Ice cream float. Yeah, we're seeing highballs. Um, 
Diet Dr. Pepper? Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but it, at the end of the day, Mark, this is, I think they did a pretty good job. I, I actually appreciate what they're doing. And the, the key here with all this is it's, it's, it's blended well and the price to me is right on point. I think it's well, deserving of the score we gave. So let's ask the question now, now that it's possible, everybody, now that this is legal for them to do, you know, how do you guys feel about the SWA opening these sorts of maturations up? You know, these new these maturations that have been closed off by law for Scotch for such a long time, and now you've got some more wiggle room to be creative, some more to, to go outside of those old boundaries and, and stretch into something like the uh, mezcal finished whiskey. Do you guys like the idea or are you traditionalist and say, no, nah, I think things I think we're going to, I think we're going to have to go that route though, really, Mark, because if you think about where we're at in the industry, I mean, there's not a whole lot of years left in some of the scotches out there. So they're, they're having to experiment to kind of keep up with the demand, right? From, from a time perspective, to kind of fill that void. And I think this is what people are looking for too, is they're looking for some kind of variety and what's yeah. out there. And, you know, there's only so much you can do with the similar, you know, oak and European and sherry and it's different funny. butts. So I, I I agree with you, but it seems like I, maybe I'm a, a traditionalist. Uh, and the older I get, the more conservative I get in that that aspect, where I don't like change as much. You know, the older you get, the the, the less welcoming you are to change. I'm like, ah, just it's it's been working for two hundred years, three hundred. Let's just leave it alone. <laughs> right? I'm like an old man. To me. I know. Exactly, <laughs> right? Let me go change my depends. We'll get back to the show. I, I know. It's true, but I don't know. I think it, I, I think this is the beginning. I think we're gonna see some craziness come out of this. I mean, this is. I, I just hope that there it's it's good. And I, I honestly don't think, you know. None of the independent bottlers are going to mess with this. This is going to be your major guys, right? This is going to be your Diageos and places like the companies like that. It's going to have the the fortitude to be able to to, to try it, have the 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 bank and the uh, uh, foundation to be able to experiment. I can't believe how pronounced that flavor is in there. I it's really there. can't. I, I, I actually it's, don't mind it. It's it's. Very, very prevalent, you guys. So uh, for 23, 24 bucks, I think you guys take a swing just to try it. Um, take it to one of your next gatherings where you, you know, a bunch of guys are showing up, guys and gals are showing up with whiskey and bring a bottle. And, you know, if you get heckled, say, hey, man, it was worth trying. Or somebody might always, man, that shit was pretty good. You never know. I, for that price, I don't think you're going to miss out on anything. So we're going to take it ESPN style here. And, uh, you're gonna take it down to the next. Is, is you put a timer on that? Did you start the clock? Oh, I did. Yeah, that's okay. where I'm going. So you know what I'm talking about? That that ESPN show where they got uh, round the clock, or whatever it's called. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You got 30 seconds to talk about each topic. So Doers Illegal Smooth. It was a two five, guys. I would love to hear more comments from all of you that have tried it. Uh, if you haven't tried it, you can you knock should. it. You're not, you're not gonna waste your money. I mean, I think it's it's something that. I think it's worth the money that you're paying for it. You may not go to it every once in a while, but it's kind of a cool drink to show and say, hey, have you ever had a uh, mezcal finish before? I'd be willing to say, hey, let's do a drawing for a sample, but guys, it's 23 bucks. It's gonna cost us just as much to pour you a two ounce sample and send it via owl. That's true, that's just true. Go buy it. But there you have it. So <laughs> 2.5 from the dummies. Uh, I, again, I think we've spoken enough about it. I think it's a decent yeah. model, but it's what it is. So next topic. So this is something. So wait, wait, Bobby J said he picked up a bottle in August and went through it quick. So there you go. That's that speaks 
So you finished it, and you went through it really quickly. So uh, that, to me, that's a good positive indicator. Exactly. So what was the next thing we were going to talk well, we're about? We're going to talk about uh, a scotch tasting. How to how to set up a scotch tasting. All right. So, and you actually, I called you this morning. We were talking, and you thought about this as a good topic. Why? Because we're kind of in the midst of doing this right now. So. Uh, about three weeks ago, I had a, a Masonic brother call me up and said, Hey, how would you feel about um, putting on a scotch tasting uh, for one of our festive boards after one of our meetings? And I said, Wow, I'd love to do it. You know, I think it'd be really great. So we usually have anywhere from 20 to 60 guys, brothers, show up at a restaurant after a meeting. And uh, we get all dressed up in tuxes and we go have a really good meal. And usually we have an education section. Well, COVID's going on and there hasn't been, you know, as many guys coming out and they couldn't fly out our guest speaker from, uh, from another state. So there's, they wanted me to fill in and I was like, I'm all about it. Let's do it. And then I hung up and I was like, shit. <laughs> all right, what are we going to do, right? How do I pull this off? Um, so I want to start by, by dividing the viewers into, into categories here, you guys. Some of you that are watching that are right now in the chat are very experienced whiskey drinkers. You've probably been to several tastings and events. You maybe have hosted uh, several tastings and events. Um, there's a good portion of you in here that have probably never been to an event or a tasting and wouldn't know where to start. So the goal here is to educate those people but also to get educated from the others. So, you know, it's a conversation here. I want to hear from, you know, some of your experiences, what worked well, what didn't work so well. And I'll tell you where we're, you know, what our pros and cons, our do's and don'ts are, I should say. And then towards the end of this conversation, I'm going to put up some of the challenges we have with this very current tasting and get some of your guys' opinions and, and uh, input on it so we can put a good show together for these guys here in another three weeks or so. But... Point one, tasting. We're starting off. I come to you and say, hey, Drew, I want you to set up a tasting for me. What's the very first thing that pops into your head? Well, there's a lot, but I'm gonna, the first thing I'm going to go to is know your audience. Know your audience. So who, who, who's going to be drinking this? Right. I kind of divided our audience up tonight into two halves, which would be a very difficult tasting to, to split up, right? Because some people don't have whiskey experience and other people have probably more whiskey experience than we sure. do. Um, so definitely know your audience and try to gauge, you know, their experience and what kind of experience they want to have out of this. Is this just a bunch of guys getting together that want to sample some whiskeys and throw some darts and kick back some pork nachos? Or do I want to get educated? Do you want, you know? Well, you, in Scotch Donder says, Scotch tastings, get some bottles and friends and boom, you're done. But you sure, sure that's a, you can do it that your way. Your friends, perhaps, or our friends, perhaps. But to do a true Scotch tasting, you need to know your audience. You need to know what they're. You know, are they beginners? Or, or do you have some mixtures coming in? Or is it more of a hey, you know what? And I don't want to steer your thunder. Is it more of a educational series as well? Sure, and, and it very well could be. I mean, even if if I were doing a tasting out of my own bar in my house, right? And I'm gonna have a couple of friends over. I'm going to know right off the bat what kind of experience do these guys have and I'm going to pull out a couple of bottles and then my next question is not just know my audience but what's my goal? What am I trying to achieve by this tasting? Is it literally just to get down a bunch of whiskey and, and try some and give some, get everybody's opinion or am I trying to walk someone through a, a, a journey here? Um, if they're very experienced whiskey drinkers, let's say I had Sunday evening scotch, chem rhetoric, Tom R., 
Um, I don't see uh, Eric Waite, uh, Alan Ward, some people that I know know whiskey coming over to my bar and I'm gonna do a tasting. I gotta get serious about this and think about what do I want to showcase here? What do I wanna get out of this with these guys, right? Um, and with that experience, it's probably gonna be really detailed. Maybe we're gonna, I'm gonna pour four different whiskeys from four different types of American oak, you know what I mean? Where it's really getting into some nitty gritty details that I know they can pick out. On the other hand, if I got four guys coming over that have never had scotch, I'm gonna take it easy. Maybe we're just gonna go on, this is a blend. This is a single malt. This is, you know what I mean? We're, we're gonna start way at the top. I'm not gonna get into really crazy details. So I, I, not only do I wanna know my, my audience, but I wanna, I wanna put a, uh, an end goal. What am I trying to get to with this? So how do I wanna, it, it's gonna choose what whiskeys I choose and how I educate them. And that's another point. Are we here to educate them at all? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could, you could flavor bomb them. You could price roll them. You could educate them. You can get. It's, it's, there's so many options to do, really. And and you also you price have to roll. you have to honestly also look at your inventory. That's true. Uh, and so that's the, the the next another point to take in. So if you're doing this out of your bar, you know Drew's going to do a tasting for you guys. We got to look at what he's got here in front of us and try to put together some kind of theme, some kind of point, some kind of end goal. Where am I taking him through, right? Uh, and, and maybe it's just, hey, here's four scotches off my bar, guys. Well, the other thing too, Mark, to back you up a little bit is you're, you're talking about actually going forward with this, but what, there's other things you need to prepare as well, right? So not only do you logistics. have- Logistics. Logistics, you have to know where we're gonna go, how, how people are gonna get home, is there some time That's issues true. there. Um, you also need to talk about you know the, the actual equipment you're gonna be using. Do you have all the glasses? What kind of glasses are you gonna use, right? Because I mean, honestly, you want good, good Glen Cairns for this, for the most point. Depends on your whiskey you're doing. If you're doing bourbons, maybe not so much. Depends, right? You also need to have lots of water, and I mean lots of water. You need to have some kind of palate cleanser as well, something to actually clear your palate after you try something. What about, I mean, quantity over taste as well, Mark? If you're gonna have you know, a bunch of selections out there, you're gonna have to have something for people to kind of help you know, dump as well, because you don't want them to right go crazy and drink everything. Right, so on that point, we can talk about food as well, but let's back up. I think D just sent something. Know your audience as a copywriter. I can definitely get behind that. You know what? I need to pour something. My audience says, look at Drew's bar. Oh! Take whatever you well, want, I don't know, man. what are we drinking, man? Yeah, whatever you uh, want. I don't know. Pour that heart up there. Pour, no, no, that's, we, we, we could keep it to a Glendronic, but this happiness is a warm bum. There you go. Happiness is a warm bunk. Thank you, so, She Appreciate the yeah, thanks, super D. chat. Thank you. It's good to see you tonight, by the way. Um, so uh, if you scroll up just a little bit in the comments, though, before we continue the conversation, there was a few good comments. Somebody made a comment about themed. So Scotch Down Under, theme tastings are really fun. Regions around the world, space-side maturations. There's so many different themes that you guys can break this up into when you're trying to prepare um, a tasting. And maybe the theme is ages or ABVs. Uh, I mean, these are all 12 year olds or these are all, you know, 46 percenters. These are all cask strengths or something of that nature. But when you were talking about logistics, one thing we have to think about that the, uh, the manager of the bar asked me is your tasting going to be before or after dinner? Yeah. I got to think about that. Right. I don't know. Because do I want them to go through this tasting after they've eaten or do I want them to go through it before they've eaten? 
part of me says, more, more, I'm leaning before for a few reasons. Their palate's going to be fresh, and they're going to have to have a chance to eat something and have some time before I have to get these guys home. I agree. And, and I, I think home. the way to go about that for the most sense, if you're going to have a tasting and dinner at the same time, I would totally agree with doing it before dinner because of the simple fact that, I know it's good, uh, the simple fact that you don't want to have their palates, because when you, when you eat something, it can definitely change how sure. you smell and taste things. And the fact that after they eat something, to your point, after they've had a few glasses, you want them to have a nice open uh, palate and smell, et cetera, and not to consume too much, but then afterwards, put something in their belly. Exactly. So hang on a second. Michael Porter just said, oh, Jesus, it is 68.5. I didn't realize that before I poured it. Um, yes, I do have the day off, by the way. Um, <laughs> tomorrow, because <laughs> he said 68.5. Yeah, I know. He's paying attention. Um, he is paying attention, but so that but that's a whole other thing that you guys can do. You want to do a tasting? Maybe it's a pairing. We've done that before, Scotch for Dummies. When Sean w was at another restaurant uh, and we had access to a really nice menu and a facility, we actually did Scotch tastings that were paired with the food specifically. That the chefs chose the menu based on the scotches we were, and it was really oh, neat. That was, was, that was actually the Highland Park one we yeah, did. And, and, and we had, I think James was there, and we had Tom was there, and it, it was unbelievable. And that's a different experience, right. I think. And so maybe that's another thing too, Mark, is there's two different ways to taste whiskeys, is you know when you're tasting it by themselves, and, and they're on display, I think that you're going to get you're going to get more depth and you're going to get more character at what you're smelling and getting into. And you can talk more about all the other things that make up the scotch, right? The maturation, the history behind it. And you talk about um, even the price if you want to. But when you start pairing this with food, you can still have some of those conversations, but it will ultimately change your palate and how you taste sure. it. Sure. And you get a nice steak with a Highland Park smokiness. It's like it's the same thing with you know fine wine and steak, or et cetera. So it's the same. That's concept. another level of experience on, on pulling the, the, the event off. But that, that goes back to my original point is what's the experience I'm trying to provide to, to this group, right? You know, if it's just four or five guys coming over to my house, it's a little bit more relaxed. And I, you know, but this is something where I'm going to have 20 to 40 people show up. We're going to have a very fine dinner. Several of them will probably be in tuxedo, so it's a it's a, an event. They're excited about this. They they've come out for an evening, um, and so I need I want to put it together in in a way that I can walk them through a journey and get them to a point at the end and showcase. You know, there's a point to this. So it's not just sit down and try four whiskeys. There is I, I've got to have not just an agenda, but a whole point to what I'm trying to prove to them Absolutely. or show them. I think that's a key no matter how you set up a, you know, if, even if you're starting from scratch, like you said, with you're at home and you got a couple of buds you want to bring over and try it, or you're doing a formal tasting, I think it's important regardless of how you do it. Step number one, know your audience, right? It fits in everything. Right. And then I think two, number is, is the journey. How, how are you going to, because, you know, like you said earlier with, with like Eric and Tom, you're going to take them still on a journey. But maybe more in depth, uh, a, a, a much more detailed journey, because they're going to get it. Whereas, whereas if you're bringing some more novice, etc., but you want to take them on more of a historical journey, or maybe even a regional journey, or or, or an island journey, etc. An eye-opening journey. They've never something, had Scotch. Something, right? Maybe, maybe even to the point where it's it's a, a, a blind bourbon tasting, etc., into mm -hmm. Scotch that you never know it's a Scotch, etc. So you you can play around with it. Um, there's there's tons of options. So. 
know your audience, know the number of your audience, know what kind of glasses you're going to need, have water at hand, have some kind of cleansers between each one, whether it's actually dinner, crackers, something like that. Something. You need, so these, there's, when you're throwing a scotch whiskey tasting or any kind of whiskey tasting, I think it's important to really think about things that you're not going to think about, right? You're not going to just pour some glasses out there and pour some, you know, some bottles into it and here we go, let's taste these. I mean, you can, but you're not going to get as much out of it because it's not just about, it's not just about getting together and drinking. It's about appreciating what you're drinking. And trying to help people get what you, you're trying to show them out of that glass, really. I mean, cause, let's be honest with you. If, if they're a bunch of novice people that don't, don't know anything about whiskey, they're, they might take a, a sniff and be like, I don't even want to drink it. Yep. And you got to back them off of that. So there's tons of that. Now, you talked about glasses. Hey, if you guys are doing something at your house and you got four or five, maybe, maybe you have 10 people coming over and you're like, I want to take them through a couple. You don't have that many glasses. So then just make sure you provide enough water to rinse and, 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 and dry you know, some towel, you know, paper towel stuff to rinse out your glasses and give people an opportunity to, to clear that. But in, in this experience that we're putting together right now, I've had to accept that there's going to be some, some of the guys in the audience at the dinner that aren't whiskey drinkers or aren't drinkers at all. They're not, they really, they came for the festive board part of it. They came to have a social event with their fraternal brothers, uh, to have a good dinner, uh, to get a night out away from all this COVID and Corona stuff. And um, they're really, they don't drink alcohol. I got to educate them, make this fun for them as well. So what am I going to do? I'm going to provide them. We're going to provide them. Um, I don't know, a PowerPoint, an educational period. What Scotch whiskey is? What makes it Scotch? We'll talk about some regions. Talk about caskings and maturations and finishes and and some of the laws. What you know to be legal and called Scotch. Give them something that's fun and and, and makes it worth their time and, and and interest to hold their attention while we're waiting dinner to be served. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, my goal in doing this was to put that together, and then after I've given that piece of information. I want to walk them through this tasting and kind of highlight some of the history that we talked about so I can tie the two together. This so, is a good example of, of, so you're going to walk us through example of how to do it and we're going to use some of the, so the other problem too is, I guess, is we talked about inventory, right? So right. When, when you're doing a right. tasting at home or a friend's house, you can get away with bottles and bringing stuff over. But in certain situations like certain states. restaurants or states, etc., you can't bring a bottle in. Right. You have to deal with what they have. Right. So here we are. We've got a great location, a great bar. We've got a private room in this. Uh, it's a really nice restaurant bar uh, in Indianapolis. Um, I was put in contact with the manager and I was like, great. I sent her an email. She sent me an email back. Hey, let me know what you're thinking. And I I put together my tasting in my head and what I wanted to do. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to educate these guys for 10 to 15 minutes on scotch. We're going to talk about what scotch is, um, what makes it scotch, what makes it different from other whiskeys. We're going to talk about regions and, and, and finishes and maturations. And, and we're going to go through that a little bit, the difference between single malts and blends and stuff like that. Um, and then once we get through with this, was that that Glenalki? Mm -hmm. Man, look at the color in that. I oh, know. Um, anyway, once I get through with that, then I'm going to do this tasting. But I want my tasting to be built on what I just talked about. So I gave them ten scotch or four scotches. 
I picked Chivas Regal 12 because that's a blend. I wanted to showcase a blend, but I didn't want it to be smoky or peaty in any way. And to be quite honest with you, Chivas Regal uh, 12 is very widely accepted around the world. It's, uh, it's a very approachable blend. It's really good. It has an age statement, um, and it's actually reasonably priced. And then I chose Ardbeg 10 because I wanted to show them an Isla. I wanted to show them a region, a unique region. This is what Isla is about, right? Also very readily available. And readily and affordable. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even remember what the other two that I actually chose. Uh, uh, oh, Opotney 12 because I wanted to show them a Highland malt. I wanted to give them a malted whisk scotch whiskey. This is a single malt. Doesn't have some crazy maturation, some crazy finish. You're just gonna get good old fashioned. This is scotch, right? Makes you want to put a kilt on and storm through the yard. That's what it's about. So <laughs> and, and you had twelve, twelve, and then the Tamdu twelve because I wanted to give them a good sherry finished. This is what sherry finished scotch is like, right? Tamdu, that's all they do: sherry maturations, not finished maturations. Um, so I sent this email off to the manager and I was excited. These are four bottles, they shouldn't cost that much. We're not gonna kill four bottles, so if you get one of each, it should be enough to get through this tasting, it should be good. And she was excited about it. Emailed me back and said, yeah, here's the, the problem, Mark. We, we can't just order the bottles that you put because it's not in our current inventory. Um, and for us to get one bottle of each of those, we'd have to order a case. COVID's going on, sales have been down. Can, can you go from our current inventory? And she gave me the list of her scotches. And now, put the handcuffs on me, right? What am I gonna do? I'm gonna have to reinvent my whole tasting here. So what do I do? Well, put the, the tasting, the, 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 the inventory up, and I'll, I'll pose the question to you, the viewer. You guys are out there watching, you gals and, and guys. Uh, there's a few gals out there, and they've got some good whiskey experience, so speak up. Um, there's the list of scotches that this place offered me that they have on hand that I can use for a tasting. So, and Richie Z, it's good to see you. I saw you say hey earlier. Hey, and yes, we'd love for you to come to a Scotch for Dummies tasting too. Look, it's Rob in the house too. Oh, there he is. Dang it, I ain't seen that guy man, in a minute. Man, we need to have him on the show. Oh, I, miss, man, I miss that guy. We need to fly his butt down right? here, man. Whiskey we need to six. get him down here, dude. Go subscribe to his channel. Canada won't let us in the country right now. <laughs> Cheers, Rob. Thanks for that, good buddy. Good to see you, brother. Hmm. Mm 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 mm. All right, so you've got you've got some bottles. So, here, this is the current stock that I had to choose from to do a tasting. Thank you, Rob. Whiskey in the six. Um, and I still wanted to keep the same theme. I still want to keep the same goal about walking this group of guys who I have no idea what their scotch or whiskey experience is, and this is what I get to choose from. So I want to know, you guys so, look at this short list, pick four whiskeys out of this four. or pick out four of, out of this to do we'll, a tasting. We have, so before, so this is the email you got, you have not replied back, have you? Oh yes, you did. I did. I, so I, picked, I, picked, I picked four as well. I think I picked the same four. You they did. were damn close. Maybe you were picking one and I said this and you're like, oh yeah, that works yeah, too. Yeah, I think, I think I switched at the last second. So I picked this almost the same four. I'm curious to see what you guys, audience here. So let's talk to the podcast. So the yeah. podcast, we've got a list of about, I don't know, 12 scotches. We have the Chivas Regal 12, Akatoshan. Uh, we have a Glenfiddich 12, a Glenlivet 18, 
a Glamorgy 10, a Johnny Walker Green, interesting, yeah, a Lagavulin 16, Lefroy 10, Lefroy Select, uh, and a Macallan 12, of course. So out of all of those bottles, we need to pick four for to, this tasting. To do a tasting. So based on what we've talked about so far, knowing your audience, so tell us about your audience real quick. So I know that some of them uh, actually have some scotch experience. So basically what this is, is this is a, um, a particular Masonic Lodge that, uh, that I frequent, that I'm a brother of. Uh, they're unique in the fact that after their meeting, after their stated meeting, they all gather at a really nice restaurant that they choose and they only meet once a quarter and they have what's called a festive board. Well, this festive board is gonna be portion, it's gonna be part of having a really good quality meal. It's usually a fairly pricey meal, but they we have an educational portion while the meal is being served. And we'll fly in a guest speaker from anywhere from Seattle to Washington, DC. Um, and they will have a very specific topic. And there's been some really cool topics, like, you know, um, one topic I remember seeing, uh, they talked about, uh, so we always hear about great Masonic presidents. Let's talk about some of the not so great Masonic presidents, right? And I was like, well, this will be interesting. I mean, this is great. So anyway, you really get a good time. And there's a good educational piece. It's a good fellowship. We have a good meal. It's an opportunity for, well, that couldn't happen. So they wanted me to do this tasting. And I'm thinking, wow, man, the, the dress for the evening is tuxedo. So... I know these guys are all going to be decked out. We'll go to a meeting. We'll have a great time there. Then we're going to come and have a really good dinner. I've got to put something quality. I want to put something that fancy feels too. right. It's it's fancy and it's a quality. It's not just some guy standing up there saying, "Hey man, I poured four scotches there for you guys. Um, try them out." Then, you know. So you and want to put some time and energy into this, into the into the uh, approach, the the appearance, the the whole. Right, but I also know that there will be brothers in this in this group of men that are not drinkers, not just whiskey drink, not just not whiskey drinkers, but so not, you don't they don't kill drink them with massive. So, no, they ABV. might not. They might not want any of the whiskey. So, so I we didn't talk about ABV. ABV could be a big factor. In sure, thing. especially yeah, in your situation, if you've got some people that are not used to drinking whiskey at all. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the hardest thing about whiskey in general. Right. Is it's it's, it's hot than most people. Exactly. So I've already worked it out with the, the bar manager. She's going to have uh, four glasses per gentleman, uh, our guest. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> son of a gun. Cheers, Thanks, my brother. Nick. We'll see you soon. Mm. Mm -mm. Thanks, Nick. Anyway, um, four glasses. I, four glasses. She's going to have water goblets to pour water into each glass. She's going to have uh, small disposable cups that they don't want to consume the whiskey but taste the whiskey. Good, good. She's laying everything out. She's going to have some cracker, you know. So you have all the things we talked about. So all far. of those things that you've already logistic-wise are going to be present. She's got it all covered. I just had to pick these four scotches from the list that she gave me. So let's take a timeout real quick and let's see what some people have been saying so far. Oh, well, we got a lot of people. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. Let me, let me scroll up for a second. No, guys. let's remember we got a podcast going, so let's read some of this stuff out. Look at, P there's P PGWC Vomit. Valvini Doublewood 12, brother. Hell yeah. So Mark J. Jesus, we'll just go through them. So Shivas, Akatosh, and Mac. And Lagavulin 16. Ooh. We've got Shivas, Mac 12, Glenlivet 18, and Lagavulin 16. Okay. So Shivas and Log and Mac so far, Glenlivet 18. Uh, we've got another Shivas, Glenfiddich, Mac Lag, Glenmo 10, 
Colin Levitt 18, Mac and Log of Olin 16, says Justin. Uh, Zahn says Lafroig uh, got to be one of them. Interesting. That's a good talking point in a second. Daniel um, Chivas. What? Daniel Cleric. I think hold your cards. We might have a bingo. I think we do. Anyone else close? So we'll save his for last because he was right. We won't even read it off because we'll, let's read some of these other ones. I, I would, I'm not going to say he's right. He, he guessed my, my four. Yeah. Um, so Chivas, uh, Vaz Vegas, Chivas 12, Glenmo 10, Glenfiddich 12, Log 16. So some of you guys have some interesting choices. I do see a very common theme, but I don't want to know just what the four you're picking, why you're picking those four, what's your goal here, how are you going to get through this? Because let's go back up to Daniel. So real quick, Alan Wurtz is Mac 12, Lag 16, Chivas. And Ock. And Ock. So very similar. I, I said almost the same. Right. You had the first three. I did. Him. I did. You want to go up, you say? Yeah, so go to Daniel, because he had he, he, he had the exact same. So this is what my four is that I replied back to the manager. Chivas uh, Regal 12, Lafroig 10, Mac 12, and Glenmo 10. Now, I'll give you my reasoning for picking those four. The Chivas 12 Regal is a great blend. It's the only blend of them, and it's going to showcase the difference between a blended scotch and a single malt, right? It's got a little bit of grain, or hell, I don't even know, does it? It's not a blended malt. I think it's, it's just a blend. Um, anyway, it's the blended differentiator there. Then I have a Glenmo 10. Glenmo 10 is a great single malt Highland, right? And it's not matured in anything other than American oak, right? There's no sherry finish, sherry maturation. This is just pure unadulterated scotch. It's the foundation of all the other Glenmo. So when we talk about it, I can say if you really like this, Here's what Glenmo does with it, but it, it, it it's a true represent, representation of the region too. Right, exactly. And then I had Mac 12. There's Which, there's my space side. It's single malt and, and sherry. sherry. You know it's a sherry bomb. You know it's it's matured and sherry. So it's unique in that fashion. So I'm giving them a non-matured finish, sherry finish type scotch in Glenmo, and giving them the opposite with the Glen with the, with the Mac 12. So I picked the same three, except the last one I picked different. And this is why I, I, I picked Lagavulin 16. Right. Only because I thought Laphroaig, even though it's going to really give you a difference in tasting, I thought it might be too medicinal. However, you thought... I don't disagree with you on the medicinal point. But I want to give them, number one, uh, the Laphroaig 10 is... Very similar in age. I've got 10s and 12s. Throw a 16 in there. Starting to push that a little bit. And it's this is it's a great representation of Isla. Okay, I'm not saying Lagavulin 16 is not. It's my one of my favorite whiskeys of all Lagavulin time. Lagavulin 10. We're talking uh, about right. And we're talking about Lagavulin 10. Yeah. Um, and I might be getting my L's mixed up here. Um, I know the Lagavulin 10 is going to be the punch in the face, but to me, it is going to stand out head over fist on what Isla is. You want to know, people talk about what's peat? That's peat, my friend. Yeah. Um, sure, let's water it down. And I do believe that log 16 
does have um, a sherry. It does. It, it's got a it's sherry, sherry maturation mm -hmm. in it. Yep. And I didn't want that. I want to give them pure Isla. This is yeah. Isla, baby. There's no finishes and, and crazy maturations, right? Nick, thank you, sir. You're the man. <laughs> he's going crazy. He's, gonna, he's having a good time. So those were the reasons why I picked those four. Now, I, I some of you guys picked other bottles in your four, but they I think they're the same theme. I think it's they're following very the same theme. To, mm -hmm. And so I, if you pull the chat up, because I want to see if anybody kind of justified their, their selections. And the MAC-12 does have the possibility of adding sulfur note as a point of discussion. Yeah, of sure, course it sure, does, sure. Tom. You know damn well I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> So what would Eric say? Eric says, do a Highland single malt, Isla single malt, blended scotch, and a triple distilled. Mm -hmm. You have peat, no peat, single malt blend. See, that's what I'm looking for, guys. I'm not, I, I can't disagree with him at all in his selection. He's got a theme, and he's, he's got very clear definitions of the, the four. This is why I'm giving you this one and how it differs from the other three. That's the point of what I want to do that night. You're, you're really showing the regions, the separations of what every element of those scotches can give you. And makes them unique. It right. makes them unique. Exactly. And right. it, I'm sure... And we're, and, and we're taking... And honestly, all of them are, I think, very similar in ABVs. I know all three of them. I'm not sure about the Lafroy 10. I think it is. But. What is Lafroy 10? Does anybody know Lafroy 10? Richie Z. Top of it? Thank you for a super chat, Richie Z. Is that, is that Richie Z? Mm -hmm. Thanks, brother. Mm -hmm. And I gotta tell you guys before we go any further, this um, Klein Leash. This happiness is a warm bung. Is is fire? It is phenomenal. It, honestly, on the nose, on the nose, I don't even want to drink. I just want to smell it really? all night. But it needs water on the palate. <laughs> it does. Hi, baby. Man, that is a freaking punch. So. I'm excited about putting this together. We've been to events, we've hosted events, but I've also been to guys' houses, right? And they're like, hey, let's try this. And they bring down three or four bottles, and those are fun too. But I think that if you really want to try to, to have an experience with a group of people in Scotch, take the time to put these things together and think it through with what you've got at hand. Honestly, you're, you're nailing it. I've done, a, I've done a few kind of impromptu tastings myself and and I've, I've had to really think about what I'm doing and teaching and every one of my I do it's educational I don't do it just to blow their socks off with a, you know oh they're not gonna like this or this is gonna be like a super sherry bomb or whatever I save those for you know for your Eric Waits or your Robs etc or even you guys whatever but it's it's interesting because it's it's the same same concept that we do when we do our blinds for the most part especially with the Roy type blinds you really need to think about stuff to make sure that you're not just pouring something to pour it. You want to make sure that you're educating. I think it's so important to educate and all these right. things to really, because it, we're doing this because we love what we're drinking. And we appreciate what the scotch is. And I think that's what's showcasing here is that we're showing that there's this color, there's, there's all kinds of tastes and freshness and different things going on with each whiskey and you can talk about them and open people's minds and eyes to different things. Well, that's one quick thing that I want to mention that we didn't talk about. In the in, if we're walking a bunch of people through this that don't have any experience with whiskey or very little, 
maybe we need to stop before we even take that first nose and talk to them about how to nose a whiskey. Talk to them about how to taste a whiskey. Yeah, I think I that's mean, something you should d- discuss absolutely. before you start your Absolutely. Don't, I mean, because so many people that never even put a whiskey into in, their lips, are, are they don't even know how to do what they're doing. And so I think one of the best pieces of advice is that we picked up early on in our journey is, you know, don't be afraid to say any descriptor. What do you smell? It doesn't have to be from this set list of what you're supposed to that's, smell when you scout. Yeah. I, I don't care what do you smell. You smell dirty socks? Roger that, man. And, and, um, that's, what, and that's what's fun. I mean, honestly, you reminded me of Ben when he did the SMWS tasting with the Scotch test on the that's event. In Kansas City, yeah. yeah and, and he did the same thing. He, he talked about the nosing, et cetera. But what was fun about that is, and we should probably do it at your event, is discuss it. Right. What are, what are you tasting? What are you smelling? Does anybody else get soft for a Mac 12 besides me? Oh, I do. Yeah, I get that too. Exactly. Oh, I get, I get this over here. And it's cool because you can kind of, as a, as a group, come together and discuss different nosings and tastings. And I think it makes it easier for people to speak freely right. as the night goes on. Burt They're Bacon. Like, right. I got Burt Bacon too. Right. I'm, oh. not, I'm not so alone. I'm not such a stand up. Right. Know, I, I'm, I'm not afraid to speak up anymore because I smell sulfur. Right, right, exactly. Who wants to say they smell sulfur? But so anyway. I think at the end of the day, I, I'm excited to try this. This is going to be a, a neat event. But it's I mean, fun. you can have. I mean, it's it's fun to do these tastings. I mean, you never know what you're going to get. But hopefully, you've got some information off of this discussion tonight to help you if you're deciding to do a tasting or whatnot, and and go through some of the different you know variables that you need to have as far as you know anything from the glassware to the to the actual booze and and what you're doing. So. I don't know stuff for work. Uh, that's that was the list, literally the way it was written to me from the sherry, uh, from the the uh, bar manager. Uh, so I don't know what awk it was. I just an awkentosh is all she put. So, I mean, I I was disappointed because I couldn't get my original, but I understand it and I, I get it. Here in Indiana, I can't just carry four bottles in. <laughs> I wish it could be like I'm just gonna nice. bring my own, but that's okay. I get it. We're gonna work with with the uh, requirements and the restrictions and. And the parameters, I should say, and uh, we're gonna have a good time with it. But um, I always love showing up. Like we've, uh, we were talking earlier on the on the pre-show. Another fellow big whiskey drinker here in Indianapolis, about mm-hmm. once a quarter, uh, maybe uh, once every six months, opens up his home, and he invites I don't know anywhere from fifteen to twenty of us. We show up, and we everybody brings a bottle or two to put on the table to sample, um, and he opens up. Tons of his bottles, he cooks food, and it's just this huge sharing event, right? But usually there's so much education going on about it because there's all these whiskey drinkers showing up, and it's such a good time. But it's totally different than putting an event together where I'm trying to do Thanks, something. Zach. Appreciate it, buddy. Is that a Texas man? Mm-hmm. Here's some Balconies. Love you, Zach. <laughs> oh, man, that Clint Alec is bomb. Mm. So it's time to move on. We're getting out of time here. We're, real quick, let's do a couple of Scotch in the Newses. What's in the news with Scotch? What is in the news well, with there's Scotch? Well, there's a few things. Uh, let's talk quickly about the, the Glen Karen kind of came out this week with some colored glasses. Is I, it, can they see this? I, no, they can't see it. We're just you, talking about it. Man, no, show them this. Oh, that's Come too much on, work, dude. Man. Put the link in the chat. All right. Well, you can just go to whiskeyintelligence.com and you see it. But basically, explosion of color of the new Glencairn glass range to celebrate the 20th anniversary uh, of these Glencairns. It's pretty cool. It's got a red, a green, a blue, a black, and a gold. 
I know Bob bought a set, I think, as well. I bought two, and I'm going to tell you guys, if you like doing blind challenges, you need to go out there and buy it. Now, there was a limit. They only had 350 sets on hand, but it did say it could be back-ordered, so I think they're anticipating these to sell out. I'm not trying to sell them for them, but I'll tell you what, if you guys ever do blind tastings, the, so much easier not to know anything that's in there and see it. The biggest challenge is trying to make it so they can't see the whiskey. I mean, we so painted glasses, we've put tape, and I mean, I've even come up with some kind of like koozie for it. Yeah, we had an idea for a koozie for one for a long time. Look, buy this set. It's like 50 bucks, it's 50 pounds. Yeah. Uh, I bought two. I bought one for Scotch for Dummies and one for myself at home just because I know we will use them. Yeah. We will use them. For sure. So, cool thing to mention on Scotch in the News. I. Got that from the Glendronic Appreciation Society group on Facebook. So it's shout out to group. Oh my shout gosh. out to Sean Russell for throwing money that, that out. Group. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that, that group cost me. Yeah, it does. Um, so next up, what do you got, Jim Murray? Jim Murray. I, I think this one's a little older. We want to talk about it last week, but just to kind of hit some buttons, guys. I mean, I, you know, Mister the Man himself, the top whiskey critic, faces accusations of sexism in his book. Right, the whiskey is it the whiskey Bible? I think that's what he calls it. Yeah, the whiskey Bible. This guy's been around for like decades and oh, is, is the guy when it comes to talking whiskey, right? And I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but I mean, what a dumbass. Right. <laughs> I mean, so, why would you talk about equating something to having sex with a female or in your book, etc.? And I mean, you're, you're going to get heat from it. I mean, and I think this guy, is, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know what his... His credit is now, but I mean, this this is something you have, have to be careful about in this day and age. You can't just throw those things around there, right? I mean, but... I mean, if you think about it, from time immemorial, people have made reference to beautiful things and sexy things and, and, and given, given them feminine, you know, I've, I've great looking, oh, look at how sexy that car is, or, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer to it as a her or something. There's, there's we get that. I think he took it way you know, he, he, he didn't. That's true. And I, hell, we even talk about in the corporate world about being sexy. It's okay. But you don't equate it to actually having sex with somebody. <laughs> and Or age group. So, I mean, right. it's just si silly. So is this, I don't, is this the same guy that throws whiskey out over no, his shoulder? No, no, that's, that's a different, different guy. guy. Okay. different guy. But anyway, so just if you haven't read about it, I'm sure you have. It's just... It's all over the news. It's it's kind of hitting big. So, and then the last thing, real quickly, guys, and we're we're going to do our, our our game in a second. Um, you and I hopefully have this coming, um, but the Macallan Six got released over in it's over in Europe right now. Macallan Edition Numero Six. So what's the deal with the Six, right? So it's it's actually out over there. You can order overseas if you're lucky. Um, it's not here yet in the states, but Macallan Six. Uh, I think they said basically it's it's the last one in the edition series. Edition series is now this over. This is over. Uh, but this one's talking about the uh, influence of the surrounding estate in the Spey. Is that right? The River Spey? Sure. The salmon fishing or whatever. But then the day I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> he did have a hard time. With I, I don't understand he, he what that means. Happy with oh, I want a I want a scotch that's going to remind me of the estate and the Macallan how it looks and, and, and one of the employees out there the fishing on a tree. Right, like, right. <laughs> oh, I taste just like that. I mean, come on, what are you trying to get? So I don't I don't know why this influenced him, but that's all we're going to get. That's that's 
That's the basics. Well, we know it's American and European oak. It's both of those. We don't know what's finished in or anything. That it's, it's going to be 48.6, which Obviously. is what they're doing, the dot six, dot five, dot four. Um, you know, from what they're saying in aroma, rich finish uh, fruits, um, ginger, chocolate, toffee. Um, palette's going to be a plum with cinnamon and nutmeg and balanced oak, etc. I mean, really kind of a soft, subtle Macallan. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be so, hard, middle of the road for me. I, I'm interested in it. I'm excited about it. Got a bottle coming, ordered one from overseas. But um, I made a comment to Drew earlier when we were looking at it, reading the article. I said, I got to be honest, I'm kind of glad that the edition series is coming to an end. Um, I'm still sorely disappointed that I never got a chance to try one. Uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed the number two. If anyone has a one and they ever open it, I'd love to get a sample from you. Just to taste and see what we missed, because I think uh, from everybody that I know that had a bottle, even Whiskey in the Six, I think that was his love. Yeah, um, never had it. Missed it. So excited. I will definitely get a review on it, and uh, it's out there. It's not in the States yet, but obviously keep an eye on it, especially if you're a Mac fan. Uh, and if you've got the other five, you want to add this one to your list. So anyway, that's the, the whiskey in the news. There was another article about the um, British PM making a comment about the uh, Scotch tariffs. tariffs needing to be lifted. And we're like, well, no shit. Whatever. <laughs> no kidding. No, really? You think? <laughs> we saw that firsthand this week, buying some Scotch. We're like, oh, wow, that got oh my pricey. God, you guys. We went to buy a bunch of Scotch for Scotch for Dummies, and man, everything is up. Oh, my gosh. Everything. That I was tariff pissed. Kiss my ass. Yeah, so, so what's this, uh, what's in our dram? Well, so something I thought would be kind of fun to do and, and something that involves you right now. So um, basically what we've got here is we've, Mark and I poured two drams and basically you guys can guess what we're drinking. Yeah, I'll come in a second. And um, so basically the idea here, Mark, is to kind of, we'll, we can smell it and we'll drink it. Obviously we know what they are. But you guys can start guessing what we're drinking. So ask any questions you want. Um, hopefully we can field some of those questions. If we remember what we poured. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I'm like, I got to get the box. I don't even know, know what I, I know, poured. I know. So, but basically, uh, guess the dream is, what are we drinking? What, what's Mark and I drinking right now? So um, I, I poured this one about an hour and a half ago, and you poured it as well. So, so this, is the, this is the easier, lighter version. Oh, we got a super trap. Daniel, Daniel for getting it right. He said, because he won. He wanted to do a $5 super chat, but yeah, YouTube took a penny. Um, there you go. I'm out. I guess I got to take a, a sip of this guy right here. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Thanks, Daniel. And good guess, by the way. You're, you're very intelligent. You were right on. All right, so we've already got some questions come in. So is it a space side? Mm. Mine is not. Mine is not. Oh, it smells good. Mine, oh my I haven't had this. I haven't in had this in a so long. Time. long. Um, and it's it's good. It's good. Tis good. So um, let me let, let's talk through. Let's yeah, get something so here. You go first. What do you got going on? Don't uh, give me too much. Light, bright, Maybe, maybe, maybe very light caramel or toffee on the very top. Um, this is natural color, you guys. Uh, I need to look up the ABV. Let me let me give you a little bit of palette. I think it's 43. 
So a little bit of citrus, but also a little bit of little bit of peat, real little, um, almost a, a, a sharpness of peat, a little bit of a maybe woody note, um, a cedar note, citrusy note, refreshing, light on the palate. Is it a blend, Mark? Tis not a blend. No, this is not a blend. I'm going to verify the a ABV. Forty three. Oh, they're like you didn't look on the shelf. That's a that's a good one. Uh, that would because I know they're too easy. I spy in my bar. That'd be too easy for you. No, so mine is a single. Yours is a single. Okay. What do you got on the nose and the palate? Um, I've got rich toffee, um, caramel, sugar. A hint of sherry. Um, no peat. Scotch down under is guessing mine to be a log 16. Not that peaty, my friend. Not that peaty at all. Uh, stuff Nowhere for work wants to know is it an island? Stuff for work asks for is it an island? It is. I have to be honest, he asked the question, I'll answer. Tis an island. But there's a lot of islands in Scotland, laddie. Quite a few. Uh, everyone, he is self-published, but okay, so I'm reading other different comments. What did Brianna say? I'm trying to catch up with everybody. Maybe I should put my glasses on to read that screen. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> it's funny how big the screen is and we still can't read it. Ah, I just don't like the glare on my glasses. Ah, Alejandro is zeroing in. Come on, man. Is it a northern highland? So remember, you're 30 seconds behind these guys. So so uh, we got Aaron 10, HP 12. Oh, Brickladdy Laddie. That's a good guess. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. Alejandro, is it a northern highland? Yes. Is there any funk in it? It's it's no. It's already been nailed. Has it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do we have a winner? We have a winner. Oh, that right. That didn't last long. It didn't, yeah. It didn't. Shit, Nick. Nick Keene. Dun, dun, dun. Grab that guy. Make him a winner. I can't make him a winner, but he is. So why don't you finish off and declare him the winner? Nick Keene. I forgot what you poured. This is a <laughs> Highland Park 12. Um... Just opened it and poured it. I haven't had a glass of this in, I honestly got to say, over two years. Uh, and I'm really pleasantly surprised. I, I'm thoroughly enjoying the glass. It's. I got to be honest, I fell in love with Highland Park. And then Highland Park kind of got spun off the wheels and just started doing all kinds of crazy shit. And they changed their naming convention. And, you know, they, they just lost me in the sauce. And I got dissuaded and disappointed and said, you know what? I'm not going to buy any more Highland Parks. I'm just going to hold on to the Highland Park 18 and the Highland Park 15 and the Highland Park 12 that I have. And I'm not, I'm done with them. I picked up a couple SMWS Highland Parks and they were damn good. <laughs> but anyway, um... I came back to this and oh, we bought this, some good stuff. We bought this bottle for a very specific reason, and that's coming in future shows. Uh, 
But it was sitting there on the floor and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna pour this for this, what's in my dram. And I'm damn glad I did, very good. So grab that name, grab that name. Uh, Grab I think it that was name. This Nick, Nick Keen. Nick Keen. Email me at scotchfordummies at gmail.com and say, hey, Mark, I'm the guy that guessed your Highland Park What's in My Dram. Just do it. And um, when you do, make sure you send me an address so the owl knows where to go. So my dram is different than his. So I don't, so in case you're thinking we're in the same dram, we don't. So you still are up for my dram at this point. So I had, again, I had. Uh, a nice caramel vanilla. Um, I say low, low ABV, but actually it was higher than I thought it was. What'd you? I, I thought this was low. This is actually 46.3. Oh, is it? Yeah. Decent ABV, actually. <laughs> yes, um, Tom. And um, a hint of sherry. I'll give you that much. Um, and I'll just kind of see what's going on here with some questions. So, Nick, Nick Keen, you are the winner of that one. Good job. Yes, Travis Faircloth. That bottle is open, and it's phenomenal. It's really good, Travis. What bottle are we talking about? That Hart Brothers Glendro. He knows what bottle. Yeah, we may finish that one up. Travis, it's, it is not a space side. Scotch Dunner is, is not a space side. Travis Faircloth is my <laughs> spirit animal. Yeah, he's mine too. He, like I always see links from him. I'm like, oh my gosh. No, yeah. mine is not an island whiskey. So. And it's not a Buna 12. Well, I mean, Scotland is an island. I mean, it's part uh, of I guess you could call it an island. 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 That's, that's your thing. Uh, <laughs> I like that people are going right in for stuff. Uh, everyone's saying Balvenie Double Wood. Everyone going, just bam. Everyone's saying Buna 12. Nope, it's not. Um, so what's going on? Anyone else want to like, ask me some questions? I'm, I'm surprised no one has said Deanston 20 yet. <laughs> I'm really, it's not. Is it decent 20? It's not. Okay. <laughs> but I'm surprised. It is a Highland. It is a Highland Scotch uh, Thunder. So, all right, guys, come on. We've got, we're going to wrap this up for our after party here coming yeah, up. Yeah, people patrons. are waiting in the after By party. By the way, if you're not a patron, uh, it's only five bucks a month. And you get to hang out with us before, after the shows. Other is, things come out. We've got coins. We've got uh, all kinds of extra perks and whistles. So, Come be part of the crew. We got, you know what, something else we're going to do soon? Michael Hassler says a Costco blend. That's an awesome guess, man. I mean, that is not a bad guess. We've had some. <laughs> um, but we do have a scotch swap coming up that we're going to talk about for we our patrons. Do. So if you're not a patron, you might want to get in soon because we're going to do some serious stuff. Yep. Um, we've got Balvini Caribbean cast. Good guess. No, That's not. a good favorite of his. I like that a lot. Uh, Glendronic 12 is also a great guess. It's not a Glendronic 12. It's not uh, Tomatin. Ask questions, guys. Quit guessing. You guys are just guessing stuff. Zero in on this shit. It's 46.3 ABV. Uh, is it a Deanston? It is a Deanston. Got to answer yes on but, that. But you didn't... All right, we got a winner. We have a winner. Silver Lock Whiskey Club. Welcome to the Welcome show. Welcome to the show. Deanston 12 is exactly what I poured. Chicken dinner. Chicken dinner. He said winner, winner, chicken dinner. So... Silverlock Whiskey Club, email us your name and address at scotch4dummies at gmail.com and say, I guess Drew's Deanston 12. And by the way, Nick and uh, Silverlock, we're not sending you samples of Deanston and Highland Park 12. We'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah. the, owl, the owl will make a delivery. Yeah, and it won't be these 12-year-olds, I promise. <laughs> <laughs>
Mark, uh, I, we missed the boys tonight, but you know it was a fun show. I, I'm actually really excited for your Scott's tasting. Gonna We're gonna on. have fun. We gotta get you dressed up, dude. I don't know about that. I mean, I got myself a tux for the event. I always have a tux, but yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll be the cook. No, no, you're gonna be looking slick. It's gonna be a fun time. So if you guys uh, have any fun experiences with Scotch tastings, share them with us, man. Throw us out there. Share them with everybody else on Discord because honestly, um, the Discord channel is where it's happening, guys. If you're not on it, you're missing out on 90% of what Scotch for Dummies is really about. It's the community and it's the journey. So It's amazing. Um, it's a living organism. <laughs> it, it, just, it does it keep growing, goes right? goes and goes. Uh, by the way, congratulations on 12,000. Yeah. We, we surpassed 12,000 subscribers. Took us five years Last to get week. there, but... I'll be honest, five years ago, I didn't think it, we would be here. So thank you to everybody that came on tonight and that have supported us and super chatted us and patronized us and just helped us get to where we are. We had a good time tonight and uh, looking forward to talking to the patrons in the post show. Hey, Molly, take us out of here.